0: Today is March 1st, and as promised in past episodes, we are doing another sex episode. What is a sex episode? It's an episode where we take the uncomfortable and make it comfortable. We talk everything sex. So sit back, relax, usher the kiddos out of the room. Put on those headphones so that you can listen without judgment because today we're talking work, place, relationships, and sex. Let's get into it. Welcome to Big Time Small Talk. I am your host, Jody Rollins, And this is a sex episode. so thank you guys for tuning in. By the way, I want to apologize the sound quality has not been as well, hasn't been up to par, up to snuff as I want it to be in the last several episodes, there were a lot of like, popping and, and put. I can't even duplicate it because I've been working on setting everything up so that you get less of the p p p p And also the music volume when I was listening on my earbuds was like really loud. And then when I was talking, it was like fine. So it was just like, whoa. So, oh, that was kind of loud. But I just want you guys to know that I am working every single episode. I listen and I'm like, okay, let me tweak the sound quality to the best of my ability. I am not a sound engineer. I have some really great equipment and I'm still learning. So I apologize if when you listen back, it's not um, as clear or as even or anything isn't as good as it should be. It is definitely a work in progress and I am learning. So just wanted to say that. But now let's get into some business, shall we? The sex episode. So last time, I almost said last week, but on the last sex, sex episode, we kind of covered a variety of topics and just looking at how we as a society, specifically Americans, think about or talk about or don't talk about sex. And it really got me thinking because the that episode was really just going to be a one-off thing. But I was like, you know what, there's a lot to say about this topic. And I think a lot of us, it's a part of our lives. You know, if you're a mature adult, or even I guess in many cases, a teenager, sex plays a role. So for today, I really want to talk about sex within relationships, and more specifically, workplace relationships. And I started, (laughs) I, I was remembering and thinking about something that happened in my life many, many years ago. And I figured I would tell the story. We'll start out by telling this story. So as I always like to say, sit back and relax. It's story time. So back in my waitressing days when I was living in Los Angeles, And I've told part of this story before. I started dating this guy that I worked with. And uh, let's see, I'll come up with a fake name for him just so that, you know, the chances that he listens are a bazillion to one, if that, or anyone who knows him, but just in case. So we'll call him um, Milo. I've always liked that name. I think that's a cool name. I think, I don't think I've ever, maybe I knew one Milo in my life, but anyway, so his name is Milo. So, I worked with Milo in a restaurant when I was waitressing in Los Angeles, and when he first started, it was just an instant connection. And it was one of those things where when you, and I'm sure this is true for any office or restaurant or any job, you are very cautious about letting people know that you're entering into a relationship whether it's strictly a hookup sexual relationship or if it's you know more meaningful it's a romantic relationship that obviously has a sexual component to it because we don't want to share all of that because of workplace gossip, people sticking their nose into it. Maybe there's an issue with, well, he's my superior or not superior, or he's my subordinate. And there's all these things that play a role in workplace relationships. Well, in my case, Milo, (laughs) was, we were equals, you know, we were both servers. And there was definitely an instant connection. And we didn't start out by trying to keep it secret. It's just what happened, because we started hanging out outside of work. And we weren't really sure what the relationship was. I mean, I knew that I definitely had feelings for him. And I wanted a commitment, like many of us Women do, and he was sort of all over the place. And so while we were figuring it out, we of course were having sex, right? And it became, that's when it started to get, I guess, it's funny, I think back on it. It was, it started to be a secret, like only one friend that I worked with there knew about it and everybody else just thought we were good friends. I mean, it's funny, a lot of times, and I, I'd i be curious to hear if you guys have any stories about this, but he was, I believe he was half Irish and half Mexican. And obviously me being black, it's a, that's what's three races right there, but an interracial relationship. And he, I think people just assume, oh, well, because he's not black, then they're not in a relationship. Like they just assume black people date black people and white people date white people and Mexicans date Mexicans and Irish and whatever. And so it's easier to sort of stay below the radar when you're a different race because people's, their their first assessment or their first thought, even if they're not trying to think about it one way or another, they just assume you are, oh, they're just friends. And everyone assumed that we were and we were hanging out And I just remember feeling like if this gets out, then we're forced to put whatever label on it, whether we're ready or not. You know, are we boyfriend and girlfriend or what is this? And it just became this secret. And so we were obviously dating each other. We'd go out to dinner. We'd do things. We'd hang out. He'd come over. I'd go over to his place. And it was a um, definitely a relationship without a title. And so then it got tricky because he got a sort of promotion. And if you want to call it a promotion, I worked in a steakhouse in fine dining and they promoted him to a wine captain. And a wine captain is basically somebody who has like The keys to the register, you know, stays late and closes the the restaurant when managers go home, has keys to the restaurant so he can lock up, knows the um, security code and does like close out paperwork. Very like, almost like an assistant to the assistant manager, like the lowest level of management, right? And I think he got a bump in pay, like a couple bucks more hourly. And so now he's not my superior, but he sits in on the meetings. They would have weekly meetings with all the managers and talk about all the dirt, you know, because they would say like this person isn't their sales aren't up or this person, you know, has too many complaints or this one's always late. And so the good side of all of that was I got all the skinny, right? He was like, well, this is what they say in the meetings, which was invaluable. And I loved it because I was like, I'm getting all the dirt. But as time progressed, it got heavier and heavier. The whole idea of keeping this secret and, you know, knowing that we also, yes, we're dating and yes, this is a sexual relationship, it became like a frustration in the sense that now I feel like, okay, well, are we keeping me a secret? Is this something he's ashamed of? and whenever i would talk to my co-workers they'd be like oh what'd you do last night and i'd have to like leave him out when i would say what i did you know last weekend last night whatever you know instead of milo and i went to the movies it was like oh i went to the movies with a couple of friends so now i'm lying and i didn't like it and it became this thing where after a while people did start to suspect a little. And it was like, what's going on with you and Milo? I would be like, nothing, oh, we're just hanging out. And he would be like, no, no, nothing. We're just friends and whatever. And that's sort of one of the questions I wanna talk about with, with regards to sexual relationships. That one was a romantic relationship at work that included sex. But what about if you're just hooking up? And what about if it is your boss? Same restaurant, there was a coworker of mine and she was obviously hooking up with one of our managers. And he wasn't, there were generally speaking like three or four managers in in restaurants I worked in, like one general manager and then two or three assistants. And this guy was an assistant and they were obviously together and we all knew it, but we all kind of acted like we didn't know it. And then a few years later, there was a different manager who was totally just hooking up with one of the hostesses. It wasn't a relationship. It was just a regular booty call. And I remember this girl had, I don't know if she was an alcoholic, but she was a binge drinker and she would just get wasted and spill the beans. And so she'd be like, well, Chris and I have been hooking up. and And that's when it gets tricky because Chris, our manager, was the guy who would make the schedule. And this is where sexual relationships really can get messy because you're thinking, now she was a hostess, so different department, I'm a server, but what about all the other hostesses? If she's getting the better shifts, more of them, you know, maybe gets a pay raise, whatever. Is it because she's sleeping with the boss? Now, it's not like he was an older guy. She was, I think, like... 22. And Chris, the manager was like 27. So there was an age difference, but nothing like she's dating a 50 year old man. They were peers, like a bunch of us would hang out. And they would hang out and be wasted. And as I've mentioned before, I'm not a drinker. And I just noticed the dynamic. It was almost like, you know, she this girl held something over him because that was a 100% no-no, right? You are not allowed to date your hostesses if you are a manager. So when a group of us would hang out, he'd be like, you know, just Jody, just so you know, like, obviously she and I are kind of seeing each other. Please don't tell. And I remember he told me that and it's just like, okay, whatever. But that's when it gets tricky. The other hostesses didn't appreciate that Because what if she got more of anything than they got? The assumption would be because she's having sex with him. And then there's so many people also who will say things like, oh, no, no, no. I never have relationships with people I work with. Well, oftentimes that's where we meet people, right? Like, unless you're just only dating people on the apps, or um, I guess getting matched up by your friends, like a blind date or a family member or something, how else do you meet people? Especially now, right? Because a lot of people are working from home, or even if you do go into an office or some kind of job location, what else are we doing? I mean, It's different everywhere, but where I live in California, in my particular county, you can't just hang out at bars and restaurants. I mean, now patios are opening up and there's a little more freedom, but it's harder to meet people. So I guess that's the sort of question today. Are you one of those people that would say, you know what, I meet people at work, that's what happens. I've never had a sexual relationship with any of my bosses, but I know many of my girlfriends, Who have, at least back then. I don't, a lot of them I don't keep in touch with. So, what do you do? What do you do if your boss is single? You're single, because we don't, we can talk about cheating here in a minute, but you're right around the same age. You have overlapping interests, you know, and especially in the restaurant industry, everybody just sort of hangs out together, even if it's your manager. One thing leads to another. Next thing you know, you're sleeping with the boss. And uh, it always rubbed me the wrong way because he was the guy that made the schedule. And for those of you who have never worked in a restaurant, the schedule is everything. It's the difference between if you work, you know, Friday lunches and Yahoo, you can have your Friday nights off and go hang out with your buddies and party or, you know, have Saturday night off. Or if you're sleeping with him, maybe he's like hey, I'll give you that schedule, or if you're not sleeping with him, he might say, well, you're working Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and so now you don't have a weekend, so you're upset because you didn't get Saturday nights off, and that's the schedule that you wanted, or you have to work Sunday nights, which are the worst night in every restaurant. For those of you who don't know, it's more difficult customers. It's hit and miss if it's busy. I mean, the different restaurants I worked in, there were some obviously very busy Sunday nights. There were a lot of, it was just not the schedule. But by the end of the weekend, you're just done. You just want to work Friday and Saturday and maybe have Sunday off. So it becomes a tricky thing. Do we date our bosses and our superiors? What about if it's the flip side and you're the boss? There's a total double standard if it's like a female boss and a male subordinate. You know, she's in charge. Our society is so quick to say like, oh my God, what's, what's that about? She's a cougar or she's robbing the cradle or she must be a sex fiend. And why is it? that if women want sex, they're like whores or they're sluts or they're, you know, aren't getting it enough or all of these negative things. But then when it comes to men, it's just like the acceptable thing. Well, okay. Yeah. Men are horny. That's what, that's what happens. So when we look at workplaces, you know, There's all these like CEOs and you know, stories will come out about them. It could be whatever company. I mean, there's several that have come out in the last few years where it specifically was a woman who was sleeping with somebody who was a subordinate and it's just like splashed all over the news. And she's like, wow, what's wrong with her? Ooh, okay, something's going on there. She's like a sex addict. Like she actually wants a younger guy, cougar. Whereas again, if it were a dude, and he's 40, and the the woman is 20, then it's sort of accepted, even though they'll say like, he took advantage, he's manipulating, like, did he fire the girl and on and on and on. So and then if you move it into a totally different workplace, what about if it's a school and a teacher now, some of you probably don't remember. There was this weird case. This woman by the name of Mary Kay Laterno, and this is God, I don't even remember exactly when it was. Was it the 80s or the, no? It wasn't the 80s. Probably the 90s or the early 2000s. And she was like a 20-something-year-old woman, maybe 20, late 20s, maybe early 30s, going to her workplace every day, and she started sleeping with her 13-year-old student. Oh. Now, obviously, that's molestation. That's sexual assault. But the strangest part to that story was that they later on got married. Like, she went to prison for that when it all came out. And by the time it came out, I think he was like 16 or older. And um, later on, she when she was in jail, they actually kept in touch and then got married to each other, which is insanity. They were married for years. I think she even got pregnant with his kids. I think they had two or three kids and they were married for many, many years. And then I think maybe five or six years ago, they got a divorce or they were saying they were getting a divorce. It got really crazy. I don't even know the details towards the end because some people were saying that they didn't want a divorce. It was just a scam or something, but. She's a teacher having sex with her student. He was 13. That is sexual abuse. But what if they're around the same age? I remember my like sophomore year in college, I had to take psychopharmacology. Now there's a class that <laughs> it was interesting to me because it's the study of drugs and how they how the body responds to drugs, pharmaceuticals. And um, so it was a very textbook dense study. There was a lot of chemistry and biology and all of this stuff. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I have to take this for my major. How am I going to pass this class? Well, day one, I walk into the class and the professor was gorgeous and this is when i had gone back to school because i had gone to school right after uh, high school but then i went back to study something totally different and so i think i was 31 and the professor was like 36 and he was dreamy oh my gosh i'm not even into motorcycles not my thing but he wore like jeans and like a nice shirt. And at the end of class, he would hop on his motorcycle and just ride off into the sunset. And I was just like, oh my God. And he was also a really good teacher and the icing on the cake. He was a doctor. So it was just like, oh my gosh, this guy's a doctor. He's really, really smart. He's a great teacher, great communicator, and he's gorgeous. And he had like a great sense of humor. And you know, he had a a way of sort of explaining everything, but making it funny and entertaining. And I actually grasped the concepts of psychopharmacology and pharmaceuticals. So I loved the class besides the fact that he was gorgeous, right? And, you know, he would talk about his life and he was like, oh, you know, I I also have to do these studies at UCLA. And I'm just like, oh, my God, he's so smart and beautiful. (laughs) And so needless to say, a bunch of us girls were like, oh, my God, he's so gorgeous. But he's my professor. Now, I was not even willing to consider having any kind of relationship with him because he's my teacher at all right? There was no way. Even though he's single and I'm single and why not, right? But if you look at, I'm sure the school would say there's some bylaws that say, you know, don't date your students. Same reason as it was for hostesses and management because am I getting a good grade because I'm sleeping with you or because I actually did the work? So basically I just sat in the, the class and just dreamed about him. You know, it was hard to focus at time. He was really handsome. He was like my type. So then I had to take the second semester of this, you know, part two of psychopharmacology, which was even more difficult, but I passed both classes and then I was done. I never had to take those topics. That was it. That's all he taught. So I knew he wasn't going to be my teacher anymore. So what did I do? (laughs) Well, I want to tell you what I did. And it's a little embarrassing, but that's what I do here, right? This is big time small talk. Beyond small talk, I'm going to share what happened right after the break. Stay with me. Welcome back. Okay, so that break that was all of like 12 seconds for you guys. (laughs) I actually went to dinner with my husband and stepdaughter and her boyfriend. So I have a full tummy of delicious Mexican food. And now back to storytelling. Okay, so I mean, it's been hours (laughs) since I took the break. I don't actually usually do the shows like that I might take a few minutes, but not hours. Anyway, so when we left off, I was going to share with you what happened with that smoke show of a doctor slash professor that I had. And in my psychopharmacology class, I think I'm also trying to remind myself. But so we're both single. I took two semesters of psychopharmacology he had no idea that in my heart of hearts I'm like looking at him with googly eyes and I thought to myself all right the semester's over I don't have to take him anymore why don't I ask him out like why not right because I thought to myself well first of all I thought we were perfect like oh it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be maybe my future husband but of course it wasn't. Excuse me, I, think I just burped some Mexican food up. That's so gross. I'm so sorry. Um, anyway, uh, so I thought I, I thought about it long and hard, and I discussed it with some friends because I was like, "All right, he's not going to be my teacher, so he's just a person." And then I started to think, well, if it becomes a relationship, is it weird because he might know some of my teachers? or if it doesn't work out, I have to like see him in the hallway, you know, you're just like, oh, that's my teacher, or you might spread some rumors. So for him, it would be a tricky thing to have a relationship with a student. And for me, it would be, but I thought I would take the risk. So it's funny, I bet you if I, I should have thought about this, but I emailed him. And you know how emails pretty much like you, if you didn't delete them, they just sort of stay there. I have my old email address. I bet I could look up the email that I sent him. I don't remember the specifics, but it was just like, you know, something like now that we're, you know, not teacher and student. I just really enjoyed you. And I, I would love to see if you'd be interested in getting together, whatever I said, something that made it very clear that I wasn't like, I need tutoring, right? I needed a different kind of tutoring. But <laughs> so uh, whatever I said, I remember it was like a page long, not a page, but like maybe two, three paragraphs. And I, and that's about a page, maybe I went over it and over and over and over it because I wanted to say just the right thing. And I remember I like clicked send and I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And I think within 24 hours, um, I got an email back from him and I opened it up and it said, first of all, I'm so flattered. And I'm like, oh brother. Because you know, when you get some kind of response back from somebody that starts with I'm flattered, it's a no. So he basically, I don't think he ever said why he was just like, that's so sweet of you. I'm so flattered and touched. I I don't think so. But you know, I wish you the best or some kind of blow off. And I was just like, but the reason I even bring all of this up is because where do we draw the line? I mean, again, if I wanted to just hook up with my teacher, which that's not my thing. But you know, if that's your thing, good, go do your thing, whatever that is. But where do you draw the line? Knowing that that kind of relationship can be very tricky, especially if sex is involved. You know, Mary Kay Letourneau, the one who had the relationship with a 13-year-old, that's disgusting. We know it's abuse. But then they stayed married for years and he was an adult in his, I think, 30s when they got a divorce. So as much as all of these relationships can be tricky back to when I was working as a waitress and dating that guy, you just don't know. I mean, that relationship went sour. And pretty soon after a while, I think this is referring to when I was waitressing with Milo, right? This guy, Milo. Um, Even the entire time we were together, no one knew except for one friend that I confided in. People just didn't think it was possible. And then when, when it was over, like, I would just pretty much told anyone who listen, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we were together. And they'd be like, what? You guys were together? And so it just makes me question about relationships and sexual relationships in the office place. There's this huge taboo, right? You're not supposed to do it. And there's various reasons why, especially if there's subordinate, insubordinate, um, a subordinate and a superior involved, that kind of relationship, either or. But that's how people meet each other, you know? People meet each other at work. You're, especially if you're like working late hours or something, even if it's like, whether it's a restaurant or if you're in the office and you're like rolling up your sleeves because you got to work on a project and people are staying late in the office or you're a lawyer and you got to work on a case and you're working side by side with somebody of the opposite sex or same sex if that's what you're interested in. And there's an attraction. I mean, sometimes when you you see you know, maybe your boss or your coworker or someone giving a presentation, you're just like, wow, like you're impressed. I was thoroughly impressed with my professor in psychopharmacology. I just looked at him with googly eyes and I loved watching him teach. So, you know, knowing that that is what happens, how are we supposed to deal with it? How are we supposed to draw that line, you know? And where do you draw it? Do you ignore, say for example, if your workplace has, um, what do you call it? Like some kind of uh, procedures and policies or your handbook or something that says, we do not allow, you know, inter-office relationships of any kind because they're worried about sexual harassment and all of that, hashtag me too, somebody who misinterprets, but if you're at work and there are two single people, I mean, it's going to happen. You're going to have some kind of relationship. Now, the problems lie in the fact that oftentimes, both people are not on the exact same page. Because say, for example, the woman sees a guy, you know, across the office, they start hanging out when everybody goes to happy hour, one thing leads to another, they sleep together, she's falling in love, he's falling in lust, he just wants a a booty call hookup relationship and she wants a romantic love relationship and then it's awkward. And then of course she's gonna tell somebody or he's gonna tell somebody and then there's embarrassment and then that's when it can get out of control. So I think that when it comes to work relationships, you sort of have to weigh the pros and the cons. Some places will fire you if you do that. You know, um, that restaurant that I worked in, it was pretty apparent that most people knew that one of the managers was dating um, one of the other the waitresses. And it was sort of frowned upon, but nobody did anything about it. But then I've worked other places where you find out so-and-so is sleeping with so-and-so and instantly the higher up is fired and you're like, Whoa, okay. So this is serious. Now, another thing to consider is like, not just the type of job, but what about the type of relationship? The two that I've been talking about are single people, right? But what about if you're married? Mary Kay Letourneau was married to a man her same age, but I'm talking not molestation and abuse like that gross relationship was, but just like two people who have spouses at home, then it's even more of a mess. Or what if one of them's single and one of them's married? That's something that I've always noticed that kind of bothers me when you have, say for example, you have a woman who is married to a guy, And she works at an office with one other person, right? I mean, not with one other person, but a guy that she's attracted to. And now they start to have a relationship, right? So she's married. He is not. Oftentimes, our society will say, well, what's the big deal? I mean, he's the one that's not married. He didn't do anything wrong. She's the one that's doing something wrong because she's married. I don't... I don't agree with that and I don't believe in that. I think that if I, Jody Rollins, who is married, has an affair with a guy, which I'm not because I am happily married, but if I have an affair with a guy who is single, he's just as bad. He's just as bad because you know, you know that that person that you're having a relationship with is in another relationship. Like how do you look yourself in the mirror and maybe, I might get some sort of hate mail or people might hate the idea of what I'm saying. It doesn't even matter, male, female, whoever, whoever isn't in a relationship and they're now entering a relationship with a cheater. It's bad. Because how do you, I don't know, I know I would feel disgusting if I started dating a guy and I were single and he had another relationship. I always hit the microphone stand. Sorry about that. You know, I remember when I was, I love telling stories. When I was, I think I was like, hmm, I think I was 20. I can remember by which apartment I lived in. I think I was 27. Yes, 27 or 28, probably 28. And I was at some social event. I don't even remember what it was. And I met this guy who was like a football player. And I mean, he wasn't known, he was on a known team. And um, he's all flirty, flirty. And I didn't know he was married. And so we exchanged phone numbers. And then he called me a couple days later. And, you know, he starts talking, everything's sort of, you know, normal. Oh, how are you? Where are you from? Like kind of getting to know a little bit about each other. And he then proceeds to say, well, you know, I am in a relationship, but I can make things very comfortable for you. You know, I can take care of you. He kept saying that. I can take care of you. I can take care of you. I mean, you know, maybe we should get together. And I was just like, ew, because he was married and he wanted me to be his like side piece. And he would, in in no certain no uncertain terms basically stated that he would buy me things and pay for bills. And he was like, you know, I I don't know how much your rent is. And I'm like, I excused myself from the conversation. Because to me, that is disgusting. Even if he's not trying to buy me stuff. And it's not a sugar daddy relationship, which is what he was trying to enter into with me even if it was a actual romantic love relationship as soon as i found out he was married i was done finished like i wanted no part of it as well as i don't want anybody i don't want to be anybody's sugar baby and have i didn't want a sugar ba- a sugar daddy but imagine if you're at a workplace and that person is married So many women get themselves, and men, but mostly it's a a female thing because as a female you hear about these kinds of things from your girlfriends, but they get into relationships with guys at work that are married, that tell them a whole bunch of crap about how their wife doesn't really love them, it's a difficult relationship, they're only in it because of the kids, They, they will be leaving her, you don't know what's true and what's not, so... The whole idea of being in a relationship with someone at your workplace is difficult enough let alone if they're married or in a serious relationship now another thing i was starting to think about because i mean yes we're talking about sexual relationships but let's just get into this shall we really the nitty-gritty what about the fantasy side of it because if you're dating someone at work and you know both of you are single totally good enough relationship what about sex in the workplace how do you feel about that you know it's late one evening there's a conference room there's a conference table would you do that would you be that person that like sneaks off to the supply closet and has a little (laughs) a little you know i've never um been in a situation where that was a possibility. I mean, with waitressing, there's not a lot of hidden places. There's the restroom and I guess the office, but I, you'd have to be dating a manager. And like I said, I never did. And even with Milo, he didn't, it was just not even a thing. And I just never even, honestly, it never even crossed my mind. But is that okay? Is that okay to be like, look, if it's two consenting adults, and no one's going to walk in on you or the door can be locked or, you know, the office hours, you know, when people are there, the security guard's gone home, whatever it is. That's the question. And I don't have an answer for this. Is it okay to have sex at work? I mean, on one hand, you could say it's gross because if you're having sex on the conference room table and then, you know, three or four days later, you have to have a meeting in that same conference room and you're just like my naked butt cheeks were right here on this table. Uh, Or if everyone else doesn't know, and you know, someone else's naked butt cheeks were there and you're just like, can you pass me that file? And it's just like, but would you, I mean, would you have a sexual relationship with someone in the office, literally have sex in the office? I mean, I, I, I think about that because, you know, would I do that with my husband? Would I go to his office and have sex with him in the office? And I'm not going to say anything because who knows who could be listening. I'm not saying we did. And I'm not saying we didn't. I literally am not saying either way. But posing the question, what about that? What about if it's your husband's fantasy? And he's like, babe, look, I've got a private office. You know, office closes at five. Most people are gone by eight o'clock. I've got a key. Why don't we just go up there and do a little hanky panky? You know, would you do that? Is that acceptable? Is it gross if you're just in his office? Maybe he even has a really nice office with a couch and you're like, why not? I don't know. I think that when it comes to anything to do with any sort of a sexual relation in the office space, whether it's your husband or your new boyfriend or your new hookup or your boss or your subordinate, at the end of the day, the takeaway on this conversation is you really have to weigh the pros and the cons and figure out, well, if this goes south, what does that mean? Do I have to quit because I can't work with this person? Do I Will I get fired because I'm in this relationship? If it's my husband or my wife, do I want to risk getting caught Literally with my pants down. How embarrassing. Or, you know, him humiliating my husband. I mean, say that husband and wife and they go to the office, you know, 8 39 o'clock and they just sneak into his office and they're having their little hanky panky. And the boss forgot his laptop and he has to get it that night. And he goes in there and he hears some noises and catches you in there enjoying yourselves. That's embarrassing. Maybe now your husband's fired. Or if he's not fired, maybe he's just humiliated or, you know, they, they, stock his pay or for, or, you know, put something in his file. So it doesn't seem to matter if you're in love or in a relationship or in a relationship with, you know, a husband or wife or whatever, and you're cheating, there's always going to be a risk. You know, there's always going to be a risk. I know that with Milo, going back to that story, it's funny to call him Milo, <laughs> but, um, I ended up leaving that job and that was the easiest way to get away from that emotional crap because it gets heavy, at least this relationship, it gets heavy and emotional when things don't just work out perfectly. Like if you meet your Mr. Right or your Mrs. Right and then you you start dating and you fall in love and then you maybe date more seriously and then you get married, great. But most workplace relationships don't end up that way. Most Any relationships don't end up that way. So it's nothing specifically to do with workplace. So I know for me that it was like emotional strife. Work is hard enough on its own, but then to go to work and to see the guy you're dating, if you're already mad at him and you're not talking to him or he's not talking to you or whatever, that kind of nonsense that I did back in my youth. And well, what's he thinking and what's that about? And can we talk about this? Or you have a leftover conversation you're trying to work out while you're at work. All of that is too heavy. It's just too much. But I didn't know because I'd never dated. Well, that's not true. I did briefly date some other people that I worked with years before that. And it wasn't as serious and that was more fun. But you just don't know where it's going to go and what the cost is going to be. I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to. Now, what about if you are somebody who is on the more promiscuous side? And again, I always want to be careful that I'm not judging that because I feel like with everything sexual, there's always going to be judgment. Do I have opinions on everything? Absolutely. I mean, you guys know that's what I do. I talk about my opinions and my thoughts, but I don't walk in the shoes of people who live their life that way. So I don't know. That's not me, but hey, they may have a totally different experience and a totally different mindset so i don't judge that but what if you are what if you're like look i'm a single woman i'm attracted to bob you know in the next cubicle over i'm gonna sleep with him why not you go out for drinks happy hour after work next thing you know you're hooking up but then you don't just hook up with bob you hook up with steve you hook up with joe you hook up with frank and mike and frank and mike at the same time i don't know <laughs> But you could be creating this thing where people start to talk about you and you are like the inner office like, you know, ride, or the, the mm-hmm. inner office good time. Even that is a risk. And I think, you know, we've all worked with those people. I mean, especially when, when I, I always refer to waitressing because that's the thing I did for so many years in my 20s and everything. And we all knew, and this I'm sure is true for any office place, we know who the persons are. I say the persons, meaning we know who that girl is who sleeps around, and we know who that guy is that sleeps around. It's just they don't do a good job of keeping it secret. And so you have to ask yourself that question. Do I want that label? And maybe you don't care, you're like, look, I'm a grown woman, I can do what I want. I'm a grown man, I can do what I want. Consenting adults. But I don't know. I think that this is when you might wanna go, all right, well, how important is this job to me? Can I replace it quickly? Am I getting paid enough where I'm like, eh, <laughs> I don't wanna risk anything. And sometimes the relationships do work out You know, um, I'm trying to think, I think a friend of mine, she met her husband waitressing and they were both waiter and waitresses together and they, you know, fell in love and got married and now they have kids. So obviously it can work out. Maybe we shouldn't have hard and fast rules. If she had said, oh, no, 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 I don't date anybody in the office place, she wouldn't have met her husband or, you know, wouldn't have dated him and wouldn't have married him. So... I think at the end of the day, when it comes to relationships, sexual relationships in the office place, at the end of the day, you have to weigh out your odds and weigh out what makes sense and doesn't make sense and, and the risks calculate the risks. That's the best way to say it. Am I okay with other people finding out? Am I okay with having sex on the conference room table? And how do I feel about myself if I do these things? You know, maybe you're being somewhat pressured. You're dating that the guy in the office and he's just like, hey, let's do this. And that's another component where you're like, okay, that's that's outside of my comfort zone. But you're sort of feeling pressured to do something sexually that you wouldn't have normally done. And then there's a you know, more pressure because what if that gets out or what if he tells somebody? Workplace relationships are tricky, especially if sex is involved. And at the end of the day, I think it, it can be different if you're younger, you're sort of young and dumb and silly and you're like, oh, I'm only 24 or whatever. And you, you're still learning. But I think as you get older, you realize the risks do not outweigh the rewards. They just, I don't know, I don't think they do. But, I wouldn't change anything that I did. You know, I wouldn't change dating Milo. I wouldn't change any of that. So, just food for thought. I mean, I think today, today being the sex episode, we didn't really dig deep into sex things you know but each episode will have different angles and different thought processes because sex colors everything we do you know i mean you can have sexual tension with your boss you can have sexual tension with a co-worker you can have a relationship but still be attracted to somebody else it it's such a big part of our human experience And I feel like there's not a lot that gets talked about when it comes to that. Like, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to do when I'm writing a letter to my, you know, an email to my professor because he's adorable. Like, maybe I should have said it to his face or maybe I shouldn't have done it. It's like we all are just trying to figure all of this stuff out as we go along, like anything in life. But I think if we don't talk about it amongst ourselves or on a podcast, Then we can't really figure out where we stand until we're in something, you know. Maybe you're listening right now, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I never really thought about that." And I am attracted to so and so at the office, and I was thinking we should go out. But if it goes wrong, it was that was the worst. And I I just want to say that that was the worst part of my relationship with Milo was when we were. There was a time when we were taking a break, air quotes, you know how that is. We're we're taking time away from each other. Side note, if taking time away from each other is your remedy, you probably shouldn't be in that relationship because relationships are about being together. And time away, I just it's never helped any relationship I was in. We think it does and then we get back together and the problems that were there before are still there and probably have gotten worse because now we're back into the cycle. But we would be taking a break and I would still have to work with him. And it was awful because then it was like, well, is he is he gonna be dating somebody else? Is he flirting with her at work? Does he like her? So then I, I'm not a real jealous person, but then I would get a little jealous. And then it's like, well, are we gonna get back together? So you're left in this questioning state. When I'm there to work, you know, my job was to do my job, not worry about Milo. And I didn't need that added extra stress. So, as crappy as it was and as much as i said i wouldn't change anything and i don't think i would it by no means was easy and i think a lot of people enter into workplace relationships thinking like what well, we're human what's the problem why why not do it you know so i would just say you know not that you asked my advice i would just say if anybody out there listening is thinking about workplace relationships or maybe in one right now Just calculate the costs, you know, try to look forward into the future as much as possible. What happens if he cheats on you? What happens if you have to work together on a project? What happens if if she's lying to you? What happens if she dumps you? What happens if he wants to take a break? What happens? What happens? What happens? It's difficult. So... Anyway, I want to just take a moment, as always, every episode I say, if you like this show, please subscribe. Please click subscribe wherever you can. Um, You can always download the Anchor app and leave me a voicemail if you like. If you're interested in supporting the show financially, you can also click on the um, Anchor app and or whatever if you're on your computer and there's ways to support the show and you can choose what fee you choose to pay, whichever makes sense for you. But as I always say, I'm still going to do this show for free. Maybe I shouldn't say that because maybe, you know, anyway. Um, but I do have one paying member. You know who you are. Thank you very much. If you want to write the show, bigtime small talk podcast at gmail.com. That's bigtime small talk podcast at gmail.com. And please leave a written review on Apple Podcasts if you can. The written reviews mean everything. Click five stars. Share the show with a friend, you know, share it with your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your cousin, your uncle, your niece, your nephew, your neighbor, share the show because I'm working hard to grow this puppy and it is growing. Thank you so much, especially to the longtime listeners. I got this awesome message on the Anchor app today, like almost brought me to tears. I'm going to probably play it for you next week when I can upload it. But um, it's just, it meant so much. Nick, you know who you are. Thank you so much for such a sweet message because it it just, it really touched me. And those messages are appreciated. You know, the, the reviews, all of the stuff when people write the show, email, um, Instagram, you can always follow me on Instagram at Jody Rollins. It's so hard to grow Instagram unless you're doing like fashion and makeup tutorials. That's like the fast growing stuff. And I just, that's not my thing. I like makeup. I like fashion, but can't do it. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in to another sex episode. And that's my story. And I'm sticking to it.